Hamlet. Oh, just oh. away goal! You're guilty! Justin Madden's got the set, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthews hit it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your football life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Oh, Matthew, and ain't life grand, particularly in southern Australia. It's as freezing as ever, and we've got a great AFL season going. And welcome to This Is Your Football Life. And as a bloke uh, uh, on my recent trip out of the country said to me, I used to be Rex Hunt, but today we have a very special uh, person. We always have special people, but this man changed the face of how football was played and he was like Gary Ablett Sr. People flocked from all over the nation to see this magician in action. I know a lot of you sit down for morning coffee or you're jogging or whatever, and a few of you now have a few uh, beers here and there, and you try and guess who it is, because thousands of men have played the game at this, the highest level. Some play and move on, others have more of an impact. A select few like our guest today make a lasting impression that will be indelibly recorded in the history of the game forever. 288 senior games for 1,677 goals, so he's in elite company. An incredible average of just a bee's diaphragm under six goals a game. Hawthorne Premiership player 1971, despite having his ear removed by Cowboy Neil. Dual best and fairest at the Hawks, dual All-Australian, four-time leading VFL goal kicker, premiership player coach for Glenorchy, legend Australian Football Hall of Fame, Sport Australia Hall of Fame, you got it. Affectionately known as Huddo, and with all that mongrel in him, he's still a fantastic bloke. Huddo, welcome to This Is Your Footy Life. Thank you, Rex. Thank you very much. You've got to take that. Even you would sing, probably sit back after being a, a kid with dirty knees down in the Apple Isle when you were just hoping to be something that you say, goodness me, I did okay. Yeah, I, uh, I've loved my life and I've loved my footy life. And uh, I, uh, I must say that, uh, that what happened to me exceeded my expectations and... Uh, yeah, I'm ever so grateful to the AFL or the VFL as it was in those days for giving me the chance. And also, I'm very pleased that I made the move from Tasmania because a lot of guys, Rex, as you know, back in those days, in Western Australia, South Australia, all over the country, were reluctant to move to Victoria. And I made the move almost on the same day as Big Percy Jones. The two of us left Tassie at the same wow. time. Wow! And he went to Carlton, and I went to Hawthorne. So, um, yeah. and we'll get back to that later on because, uh, as with Percy, there but for the grace of God, go I, you I, you and I. You know, we were fortunate to go to clubs in their golden eras, and Stan Els had to move uh, clubs after 18 years to play in his first final, and he played in two grand finals in one year. So, so it is. I suppose before we get back to where it all began as a kid, Peter, um, I suppose there is a little bit of a roll-the-dice attitude in that where you go and who you end up with. Well, that's right. I, I suppose when it, I've seen it a couple of times, that movie Sliding Doors. And when yeah. you look back <laughs> and you think, well, I, I could have gone through a number of doors yeah. in, in those days yeah. because in 1966 I played in a carnival in Hobart 
and I was fortunate enough to have a pretty good carnival. And then oh. the, the, the knocks started coming on the door. And, and there were, as you know, in those days, if you lived in Tasmania and all 12 clubs approached you, you yeah. could go to any one of them. But what about uh, today? If the, if it was today the carnival, uh, uh, you and Foxy own half of Tasmania each. Johnny Fox will be listening this down uh, through to Launceston. But you'd be able to buy him out because our, have you ever, ever thought, you know, if they're paying a million dollars to a kid who hadn't played 20 games at Footscray yet as to what might have been? I don't because back then you could buy a stake for one and sixpence. <laughs> That's right. And you could buy a house for probably $15,000. And I can remember when, when the conversion came in in 1966 when St Kilda won their only flag before Cowboy Neil rearranged your face with uh, Lawrence. Uh, I can remember petrol being 19 cents a litre. Now the tax on the petrol is 41 cents a litre. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pete, uh, where did it all start? And when did uh, Mr and Mrs Hudson, little boy Peter John Hudson, think to himself... I'm not bad at this. I reckon I'll have a real red-hot go. When do you reckon was the defining time when I said, when you said, I'm okay at this, I'd like to have a real crack? Well, I suppose, Rex, uh, and I've spoken about this many times, it, I, I played football at school and I managed to get a, a few kicks, so I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. But then at 15, I played in a team called Upper Durant, which was uh, up the Durant River, as you can imagine, yes, Upper yep. Durant. And, sure. And... Um, I played with my dad, and we played in the same side, and we played for Upper Dewar, and we won the premiership. We beat a team called Medina. Yeah. And at 15, when I was able to hold my own at full forward in that side, I thought, then I thought, well, gee, you know, I like kicking goals. Mm. And uh, I went on to a team called New Norfolk, which was in the senior competition. Four good years there. But the, the defining moment for me was the carnival. And the carnival yeah. was... Those carnivals in those days were just fantastic. Um, you, had, you, know, you had all the states, South Australia, Western Australia, Victoria, so on. And, and I had a good carnival. And, and I, I was lucky enough to get all Australia. And that was very rare in Tasmania, to be able to, to, to make all Australian. And that happened to me. And that kick-started it. But, uh, but through all that time, probably one of the things that happened to me that I, I think a lot about looking back, because we're all pretty smart now, aren't we, Rex? We're oh. a lot smarter than we were then. How good uh, is $2.50 worth of hindsight at the but, local milk bar? That's right. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I was lucky, and uh, I don't think my parents did it uh, deliberately for the, for the reason of football, but yeah. they, we owned a house that backed onto the local football ground. Uh-huh. And I could be down there for anything up to two and a half, three hours kicking the footy, and... In those days, of course, uh, I aspired uh, to be John Coleman. Yeah. Even though I never saw him play, which is one of my regrets <laughs> in my life, is to oh, not seen wow. him play. But uh, you know, because I like kicking goals, and because uh, our house was closer to one end of the ground near yeah. the goals, um, I got down there and I kicked and kicked and kicked. Now I did that for I'd do it for two or three hours. Just become then second I, nature, didn't it? Yeah. It's then like like, like the chimp Bobby Skilton saying he didn't know whether he favoured his left or his right foot because he spent as many hours as you did yeah. uh, on those skills, as many hours as you did, you know, flat punting between mm. the two biggest sticks at any end of the ground. Yeah, absolutely. And But the thing is, Rex, that at that age, at that stage of your life, you don't really realise what you're doing is practising. You, you're down there doing it because you're John Coleman. Yeah, and, uh, oh, of course you are. Yeah, you know, um, I I look in the mirror and I thought, you know, I, I try and be Brad Pitt, but I just fall down in a few areas. 
<laughs> well, I can't understand why, Rex. I don't know where you're coming from with that. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, I'm dear friends with a few blokes who we played with and against, you know, and Wolsey and Elvesy and, you know, I know a man called John Newman who's been on the show, but everyone else thinks he's an idiot, Sam Newman, but he's living 50 floors above everyone else at the Docklands, so he mustn't be an idiot. <laughs> and we consistently come up with Hudson, Baldock, Stewart, Hal, and R- Richardson and Roach just under that lot as the finest footballers to come out of the Apple Isle. As a kid, just making your way, practicing at the back of mum and dad's joint, were you aware of these household names that had crossed past straight and in in a in a parlance done good, Peter Hudson? Well, I suppose obviously yes. Like Daryl Baldock was a bit older than me, and don't forget to throw Royce in. Royce oh, Hart. just an ordinary player because he used to put me into the pocket and they wouldn't play me centre forward. <laughs> But certainly, um, you know, Ian Stewart had gone from Tasmania as a yeah. very young player and yes. he was making his mark and scooped up three uh, three Brownlows. Yeah, just know. on his way. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and then, but as I grew up, uh, Baldock was really hitting his straps and there was another guy in Tasmania, Rex, John Leadham. And I grew up watching those two and John Leadham never had a go at VFL, but to me, he was a... A brilliant player, and when when Tasmania played a representative side, you'd have Baldock uh, at one end of the ground and lead him at the other. Oh. But you could switch them over, and it didn't yeah. make any difference. One nah. play, you know, they could play anywhere. Those guys, and and of course, I grew up. But lots and lots of players in Tasmania in those days were brilliant players. You could go on and on and on. Yeah, and um, uh, but they never ever had a crack at VFL, and it was sad to look back on it because they certainly would have been good enough. I speak about this often, you know what I mean? Because I go up to the Parkdale Football Club here on the eastern seaboard of Port Phillip Bay and I see kids who have, you know, they've left the lights on and they're practising and they're not that good, but they're getting better and better. And I just think the amount of kids when I was 15 that should have did better than what I did and I stuck around for a while and, you know, it wasn't anywhere near near what your standard is, but I'm sure you also can come to... Now, Billy... Billy Smith, why didn't he make it? And Johnny Johnson, yeah, because uh, it's more than ability. Uh, it's 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 what's between you know your chest, isn't it? Really, yeah. when it because we've all got ability to kick to kick and to hand pass, but doing it at the most frenetic level, at the highest level, uh, Hutto, that short that sorts a few blokes out, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, and it's attitude, isn't it, and determination. Oh. Yeah, culture, to me, that's what culture's all about. You're definitely right. There's something above the shoulders that some people have got and other people haven't, you know, and and I think that's what makes the difference. But but, but also, if you get into a good team ethic, like you did at Hawthorne and I did at Richmond and, you know, other blokes at the time who were good sides, uh, you turn up there and you actually lift your own standard, probably not of skill, but of intensity because of the team ethic and not wanting to let your mates down. Exactly, and uh, like I, I've seen that at Hawthorne in Spades, you know. That, yeah. That uh, and and I, you hear a lot these days about leadership teams, but like Hawthorne uh, in in its golden era, which has really been since 1961. Yeah. The whole team's been the leadership team that I've seen. Yeah. I know in my time, yeah. it, it was the whole the whole lot. The whole... Be, be, before we take a break, folks. If you've just turned on and you've just woken up or you've just come across us, this is Peter Hudson. 
uh, I used to be Rex Hunt, so don't worry about that, but I actually specialise in getting legends to open up and inspire young people throughout the nation to be the next Gary Adlett, to be the next Peter Hudson, to be the next whoever. And this is for Tobin Brothers, who are great supporters. They're celebrating lives before we celebrate people when their life is gone. Uh, Pete, we're going to take a break, but just briefly before I take a break, um, is the term we're a happy team at Hawthorne too good to be true? Because from the outside, any ripples or waves or tsunamis of, uh, you know, air conveyance proportions uh, are dealt with. Uh, is it too good or is that just how professional they are and why they're number one? Well, Rex, uh, look, I go back to the 60s. Now, I don't like to go back too much. I, I like the present and I love football today. I just absolutely am in awe of the, the skills of the players. But one thing that I do know is that Hawthorne went from a side that was hardly ever won a game uh, for a long, long period of time and some really influential, solid people got behind the club and said, look, this is not good enough. We've got to do something about this. And as far as I'm concerned, you can rattle off about six or eight or ten names of people around the Hawthorne Football Club, John Kennedy, yeah. Bill Ryan, uh, many, many others, sure. that, that I think they were the pillars of, of the club and their influence and their legacy still lives on. And I think that's what it's all about. Peter Hudson joins us. We do have to go to a commitment for our stations covering this broadcast right across the nation. If you're listening on the internet, this is Peter Hudson. He's a star. For Tobin Brothers, we're talking the great footy life and other things with the great man. Uh, so stick around because there's plenty more to come after the break with Peter Hudson and you can check us out on Twitter at Rex Football Life. And for Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives, Peter Hudson will be back with more of This Is Your Football Life. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals Celebrating Lives. Well, Matty with AFL legend Peter Hudson. You know, affectionately known as Hutto. Before we continue on with the great uh, crossing of Bass Strait and you just hitting Glen Ferry Oval and uh, moving uh, the great one to uh, to the back pocket when you came, uh, I just uh, looked in my diary because when you said you concentrate on what's happening now and you don't worry about uh, yesterday, I found one for you, Pete, and you can use this anywhere you go. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift, and that's why they call it the present. Do you like that? <laughs> I love that, mate. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, young Mitch Cleary, who's just a lovely young man who helps me with this. Young people, as you know, in your own business, they keep you alive, and then you can pull them back in. I'm gonna get him to give, give me a contact for you, and I'm gonna send that down to you, mate. So it's Good great. On you. This yeah. is Peter Hudson. It's just like we're having a cup of coffee, and I was taught, you know, in uh, 1960-something that. Uh, all radio is as people eavesdropping on a conversation. Hutto, tell us about the approach from how many league clubs, you know, when you really got on fire and you just made goal-kicking just a, a, an absolute machine down in the Apple Isle. Tell us about the approaches and how you ended up at the famous Glen Ferry Oval. Well, it was, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there was the carnival in 1966 and... Uh, and because of the fact that I'd had a pretty good carnival, it all started. And I, I look, Rex, I think it was either nine or ten of the 12 clubs 
came and knocked on my door. Uh, obviously, I didn't impress a couple, but uh, uh, it, it sort of it just snowballed. And I looked at a, a couple of clubs, and uh, I, I was very close to going to South Melbourne because Bobby Skilton was there, and and um, uh, they they were a good side. If you remember Harrison, Rantel, all those Yeah, guys. I do, and I remember when Norm Smith coached them, and a bloke yeah. who played the VFA here called Max Papley, Norm yes. Smith actually, uh, he got him there when Papley didn't want to leave Moorabbin. And how would you... But, but, hey, we're getting back to that. Yesterday's gone, mate. Continue, please. <laughs> anyway, I, I also had a, a good look at Essendon in those days. Mm. And um, uh, it, it, was a, it was a difficult thing because you literally could take your pick. Yeah. You know, you, you, that, that, yeah, that was just the way it was um, when you came from interstate. But, but I went to Hawthorne and I really liked what I saw and, and I saw the youth there of Crimmins and mm. Marr and Keddie and, and these sorts of guys Ooh. that were that they were only yeah, literally kids and yeah. uh, Graham Arthur was the only one left in nineteen sixty seven of sixty six, sixty seven of the sixty one premiership side. So yeah. yeah, and and I look Rex, to cut a long story short, I thought I could see a future I'd love, even in those days, I loved the atmosphere around the club. Yeah. And, um, you know, Essendon was a great side at that time, and South Melbourne had some great players. There was yeah. No, Graham John went to South Melbourne at that time, and there was nothing nothing wrong with any of those oh. clubs. They all had something, but Hawthorne just had that thing <laughs> that I just sensed. And, and, and Peter Hudson, we highlight to people every time that I get a chance is that in those days... The major football in Australia was played in Melbourne, you know, say for an odd, uh, you know, second week at Geelong. Six games, mostly sellouts in metropolitan Melbourne. It is just an amazing thing. Okay, uh, you're there. Uh, in your first game, you run up against Wes Lofts and kick four. Uh, the next year, a bloke that played uh, his first game uh, in... Uh, in an AFL grand final against Wesloff kicks four. His name was Jeff Blethen. He went on to kick 100 goals. Uh, pretty stiff initiation by Sir Wesley James Lofts, who would make Cowboy Neil look like Lindsay Fox in a leotard. Can you can you picture that? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it, it, it was a tough one. and uh, oh. but, but the thing was, though, uh, about it, Rex, Carlton was such a good side in those days. And it wasn't just... If you were playing on Wes Lofts, you mm. were playing against Carlton. And uh, uh, so it was a tough one for, for first up. Yeah. Um, your record speaks for itself. And if you want to spend hours, get on Wikipedia and read about this great man's record. I need to get to the, uh, to the, to the grand final uh, in 71. You were just on fire. I've seen the black and white footage as early, as late as this week. You know, kicking into uh, Barry Lawrence, but I said, him to, said to him down the beach at Easter time, Tubby, you're about four feet over the mark. He said, shh, don't tell anyone. Uh, <laughs> what are your reflections of that day, uh, playing with half an ear after Cowboy inadvertently caught the uh, earlobe of your face uh, on his, uh, well, let's just say his wedding ring? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look, the, the the irony of it, Rex, really, is that I don't remember the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's true. You know, I'm, I am not exaggerating. I can't remember the day. Wow. Uh, because, yeah, I really did... Uh, uh, Get something, hurt. Something happened. Yeah, and, uh, well, it did. 
yeah, and it's 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 a funny thing when I look back on my life and uh, it, 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 I've been lucky enough to play in a grand final. I've heard Bobby Skilton talk about his attitude to mm. finals and and playing in a grand final, and and there I am. I'm one of the fortunate ones to have played in a grand final, and um, and I can't remember it. Yeah, uh, it, and but we won it. And that was the great thing about it. Uh, uh, and they can never take that away from you. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, you can imagine what a thrill I got when my son Paul played in the 1991 Premiership side oh. and I was able to sit there and watch it and yeah. remember it. I, 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 I saw the same emotion and love between a man and his son, the same thing with the Langfords. Yes. You know what I mean? It's a very, very special thing. Uh, Lou Richards once described, I heard him on 3ABDB, said, we've got a bloke here from the Apple Isle. He doesn't train. He eats pies at half-time, flies in on a helicopter, kicks eight and goes home. Uh, <laughs> I thought, a little bit tough. Tell us about that day. You hadn't trained and you kicked a lazy uh, eight and uh, yibbity-yibbity. That was all, folks. Well, Rex, the, the best way to talk about that is to say that the football gods smiled on me that day. There's no doubt about that. I, I had nothing going for me, and uh, it was a it was a, a lucky day, and uh, in more ways than one. Uh, yeah, we're talking to Peter Hudson, the absolute legend of our game today, right around Australia. And where does the time go? Hutto, you sound really good, and I reckon when you sound good, you are good. You're in a pretty good spot at the moment. Yes, well, I uh, I do. I feel really good, Rex, and um, uh, health-wise, I feel good, and uh, and I'm loving my footy. So you yeah. can't ask for much more. And and I think Stephanie's your wife. Yes. Uh, you and Stephanie have obviously found the love and peace of grandchildren. Yeah, well, we've got five. Wow! And, wow! Uh, yeah, unfortunately, any any, any potential there, uh, Hutto? Well, yeah, I, 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 I'd like to think so, but it doesn't matter. So <laughs> we're talking yeah. talking about a wonderful footy life and and a great contributor to the community who inspires a lot of people. I've got a little segment I call a lifetime in sixty seconds. I need your first and short reactions to these questions, Peter Hudson. My absolute favourite food is uh, vegetables. When I get around to it, I will. Um, oh, that's a tricky one. We'll uh, come back to it. If I could right. be anyone or anything, apart from Peter Hudson, anywhere in the world, for one day I would be. Oh, I wouldn't mind having a crack at being the President of, uh, of uh, the United States for a day. Well, we shouldn't be aiming too high, should we? My no. all-time all favourite movie is? Um, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. If I had a million dollars to spend in just one day on what I wanted to, I would buy. Oh, probably a Mercedes. You'd probably do it anyhow. The final one, Peter Hudson. To my mind, the greatest Australian rules footballer of all time is? Um, Lee Matthews. And he came closely to you. Closely followed by Polly Farmer. Yeah, and closely followed by yourself. There's no doubt about it. You are a star. We've enjoyed it today, and I, I can just feel all over Australia, people will be saying, goodness me, what a nice man. Thanks for your time today, Peter Hudson. Pleasure, Rex. And this is your football life today with the legendary Peter Hudson, with the kindest regards of Tobin Brothers. You can contact me at Twitter at Rex Footy Life. And this has been This Is Your Footy Life. And join us next week somewhere in the wonderful world of football. 
and next week from 7.30am Saturday morning on 11.16 SEN.